Hey, let's kick off an all-new issue of Geek in the City Radio, which is brought to you free every week from the folks at, well, where else? Geekinthecity.com. You can also watch us stream the show weekly every Tuesday on twitch.com forward slash geekinthecity at 6.30 p.m. Pacific Time. If you enjoy the show, you can also help us out over on patreon.com forward slash geekinthecity. Your support there helps us do more content and create more shows and overall make it a better experience for you, the best audience in the world. As always, always share the show and make some comments for us or give us a five-star rating on any of the platforms you enjoy listening to this show on. And with that, let's kick off this all-new issue of Geek in the City Radio. Issue 76 until I was a man, and then it was just blinding. This is what we're doing. Hello. I, this I, is Aaron Duran. This is Pinarita. You think this gives you power over <laughs> And I'm Kibosh. <laughs> uh, well done. Uh, well hi, done. everybody. Thanks. It's been. It's we're all having a day of it or whatever, you know. Are we? I am. I honestly almost texted you guys to be like, hey, how would you feel about taking the week off this week and the week after Christmas off? Because I kid you not, I almost fell asleep pulling the car out of my driveway this this evening. Don't tell us that. That's terrible. Plus, uh, our guest that's in here. Or was hanging out in the background. I knew he was bringing stuff, so I didn't want to have to like text him like, "Hey, I know you went through all that work today, but uh, we're not doing anything." <laughs> and see, I I could have not gone to work today because I messed up my foot. But I told myself, if you're too injured to go to work, you're too injured to go podcasting. So, and I don't want to miss this week. So, I guess I'm going to work. Yes, off to work you go. <laughs> but then work takes care of you. I, that yes, that's true. I, I am being treated very, very kindly, and uh, I'm getting care. That's, that's <laughs> great. Most work does not. No, I, uh, I, I let people know what happened when it happened yesterday, and everyone's like storming into the room, like, "Are you okay? Sit down. Uh, did, what can we bring you?" I'm like, "It's, it's, it's okay. I work for you." Yeah. Um, so nice. That's, however. That's a, a completely human reaction and normal. What you experienced yesterday is real and normal and should happen. And Right, but it's not common. Sure. Uh, Correct. 
and, and I just feel weird about it. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm here to help you. You're not supposed to bring me things. It, it's because we're still, we're working really hard to like remove that ingrained capitalism that, that has its hooks deep in you. It has its yes. hooks deep in all of us. Yes. Um, like I, I would like to say that like I'm, I'm wholly anti-capitalist. I still buy Lego. <laughs> I mean, what, what is that phrase that people always uh, remind me of? Uh, there's no. Uh, there's no ethical consumption in late stage capitalism. Yeah. So. There's another variation of that, but this is we're not going to say it. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm apparently on the different. I'm on different weird Twitter threads mm-hmm. than, and TikTok feeds and other people. Uh, I actually haven't been spending that much time on TikTok lately. But uh, should we should we talk to our, our guest here? Yeah, well, yeah, I'm we should. Assuming that they want to. <laughs> oh, I, I, should I like commit something or I don't, should I just raise my voice? I think that works. <laughs> Quality radio. You can probably get a little closer. I, I will say that I did have that split second of like, huh? Why isn't Kevin signed into the chat yet? He's right here. <laughs> Cable. <laughs> Don't be a dummy. Let's see if we can. Oh, hey, look at that. Here. Hello. <laughs> I know, my ridiculous <laughs> I like how he's, arm. he's um, cleverly obscured. Mm-hmm. Oh, and now it just looks like I've got a bad boom guy over here. <laughs> you do. Yeah, it's a bad boom guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's not getting his union card working. Say hello, way. Kevin. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, Kevin stopped by because he gave us three amazing gifts that are still wrapped up right now. Um, and so we're supposed to fight over them? He said in his mind that these were gifts that any of us would like, so we all have to open them and then decide who gets what. Okay. I, like Thunderdome. I do have a theory about who's going to end up with what. Oh, now we got to see it. Should we do it like White Elephant style? Like you open it and then someone steals it? And then you open another one I, if you I get agree. if you get jacked? that's Kevin's choice. He's he, wants, it up. he wants battle royale. Yeah, I think he's he's. It, it seems right. like free for all is. Right. So well, let's gonna... each open one so that uh, we have the enjoyment of opening presents. I want dinosaurs. That's... Oh, this is the heavy one yeah. too. Oh yeah. All right, I say we just do it all at once. By the way, okay. Ready? This is great audio. Oh yeah. Don't open them so close to the mic. Sorry. I'm five foot two. There's only close to the mic. Oh, wow. I'm going to wait for you guys. Rude. <laughs> oh, headbutt. All right. So I've got, uh, I've got Seinfeld. I've got the tiger creator. So, I have, so I, I have mean, the tiny haunted mansion. <gasps> Oh, yes, you do. Damn it. These are all good. Not to be getting it away. Does anyone have any See, strong Cable, preferences? You have you have a Shazam minifig, right? I do. Now you got a talking Connie. Yeah. Whoop. See that that's where I knew that was gonna go. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. I was in my head, I was literally like, am I gonna have to punch one of my best friends for this show? No, <laughs> God no. And like, uh so I was Wayne Brady gonna have to jerk a no bitch. other trades. Um, now the the tiger there has a unique feature. It does. It is the first Lego oh, figure really? to have only one butthole. 
Yes. Because, of course, many figures have two. <laughs> what? Wait, so, what? So it's not pictured anywhere on the box. But if you turn the tiger around, once it's constructed, it has a tiny little pink dot pressed into the back end that so, is the cat's butthole. This is the only Lego that poops. Yes. Wait, wait no, but, but Kevin is saying that yeah, most I Lego mean, have over, two buttholes. Turnover minifigs, they all have two. Yeah, they've got... What? But those are manufactured buttholes, whereas this yes. one is an the intentional one. This is a designed butthole. And this is uh, one of the three-in-one creator sets, so it either makes the tiger or the red panda or this koi. Red panda! Now I do need to rename the episode. Which was, like, this was also came out the during the year of the tiger, because that was the... If you notice, everything also has a very Asian theme to mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. so... Thank you. Yeah, this is excellent. I'm excited for this because it's huge. I like I like really hard puzzles. Yeah, and so I also like I get really excited about big big Lego sets. And those those sets, like, well, I am definitely not a fan of Seinfeld. This these sets are fantastic. They're designed to look like with all the lights. Yeah, Yeah. it is the actual set. I to make it extra difficult, uh, open all of the interior bags and dump them into one big box or bowl, (laughs) and then I put on something appropriately themed, and I will just watch it while rifling through the bottom of the box, looking for each individual piece bit by bit. So I guess a Seinfeld marathon is in my future. Yeah, I just realized it would be something fun with that Seinfeld set once you build it. Yeah. Uh, we just point our web camera at the Seinfeld set and make many things of us and just do a show that way, but move us with sticks on the set and only point the camera I, to the set. I can 100% facilitate this. Stop, stop motion Lego? Yes. I don't know about stop motion because we'd be doing it live. We would just move them. Yeah, you could just oh, sit there. Just and, on, okay. yeah. It would be like, we would be like Lego Muppets. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Puppeteering. Yes. Cool. Unlike cool. what we are now. <laughs> Which is human Muppets. Oh. Ooh. Oh. Uh, I am Be not a Muppet. I am a meat popsicle. <laughs> Wrong answer. Oh, wait, no, he's... He does say... Yeah, no, he has the right one. Sorry, I was feeling the... Do you identify as human? Nah, that is a negative. I am a meat popsicle. <laughs> no, I just felt the revenge of uh, Japanese... Curry? Katsu that probably sat under the eating lamp for a little bit too long. Whoops. It's good, though. It's fine. Kevin, this is amazing. Thank yeah, you. thank oh, you thank so you very much. much. And thanks for visiting us yeah, live yeah. in the Guardian Game Studio. That's right. How'd I do? That's good. That was. Also, that... thank you for snagging this because in my head, I'm like, maybe if Lego sells enough of these mini ones, they'll be inspired to do a full-size one, like the Lego Towns oh, size. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But, based on the, but based on the Anaheim one. You do realize that 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 is probably within their plan for... I would assume. Like, they started with Cinderella's Castle, yeah. then they did the train, then it was the train and the train station, two separate ones? No, they were together. They were together. The Main Street train? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think they have to look at the... Uh adult fan of Lego market mm-hmm. and the um, Disney adults and just say it's like, obviously we've got to build the whole park and then we can build the whole park for different eras. Yep. And yeah. different seasons. Like yeah. when they do the October thing at the Haunted Mansion. and Yeah, which I'm not that much of a fan of anymore. 
you're over it. You've seen it a million times. That's the thing. Uh, that we tend to go that time of year. So I'm like, I want a regular haunted mansion. I love Jack Skellington, but I'm tired of it. You can, yeah, that can happen to anything. I got sick of the Grand Canyon once. I mean, it doesn't do anything. The natural wonder of the world. And I'm like, that old thing. Designed Butthole is the name of my all harp butthole surfers tribute band. Thank you, Norm. Oh, I don't know. I think that's a little too on the nose. A little Norm. too on the nose. Mm. Yeah. Unlike know. the butthole. <laughs> I mean, ideally not. Man, that's, that's twice now. <laughs> the, I mean, unless that's your thing, we're not going to kink shame yeah. anyone. Like, that's... If, a little misprude. If that's where you want the buttholes, that's fine. Well, I wasn't looking at it in a kink way. I was just looking at it in a, like, hygiene way, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Hygiene. Hi. <laughs> now I get that fucking cold, letter candy cold opening. She, she stuck some fingers in my buttholes. <laughs> it was, um... It was, I kind of liked it. <laughs> Well, they probably screwed a dance for today. Yep. Oh, man. Yeah, uh, this is it. This is the show today. Yeah, guys, this is it. <laughs> so, I'm mainly exhausted because I made the choice a while ago that this year for Christmas or Yule or whatever, that almost all my friends and family were going to get homemade gifts. A, because I wanted to share homemade gifts. Mm-hmm. It does send some save some money. On the flip side, it requires me to spend time to make homemade gifts. And the things that I have made don't just get made and then you're done. True. They have to go through a whole process. What must that be like? I don't, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was me last year. It is, uh, I mean, you really some, have to plan ahead. I feel like some year you and I are going to team up for like some witchy crap show. We should totally put stuff together. Yeah. Don't make it like a money. Well, I mean, I don't want to make it a hustle. But enough to cover our table and then drinks afterwards. Yeah, like, just for fun, it. you know? Yeah. Dress up. I don't know how, but we dress up. I'd go as Waxman. No, I would not do that. <laughs> I don't, dumb. Don't do that. <laughs> what, would, what is Waxman? What would that be? I feel like he's a less effective uh, clay face. Oh, okay. Because like, he can form into anything, but then he's got to like harden up. I but would... then he can't move. I was in my head was getting a like an all white version of Tarman. Oh, from yeah, Return of Living Dead. Yeah, but that's not a look that you want because then it just no. looks like you're a semen monster. Oh wow, <laughs> that's not where I saw this going. <clears throat> I was about to say that I just I watched that over Halloween, uh, the Blu-ray of Return of the Oh, Living. okay. <laughs> Um, I forgot how, like, it is goofy, but how fucked up it is at times. Oh, no, it is, it's a great horror movie. Yeah. Like, it is, the things that are scary and that are genuinely scary, and then everything else is satirical. Oh, yeah, 100%. And it's well done satire. Yeah, but like, the half dog that they put in, like, you know, they oh, cut a dog fuck. in half. Yeah. For, like, they put up in labs because it's been, like, preserved and they do a perfect slice on it. Right, like the bodies exist. Yeah, that thing mm-hmm. comes to life still pinned to the board going, oh, oh, ah. oh. you're like, that's not funny. No. Um, it's alarming. Yeah. Um, I do love the send more cops. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, um, Tarman himself is, is iconic is absolutely iconic in visuals. Yeah, and then this was sound very weird. I think I was like 
maybe 12 when I saw it, maybe a little bit younger, like mm. late night HBO. I distinctly remember this. I found out later that she's not. But at the time, I remember thinking, like, I've never seen a woman completely naked on the TV screen before. I don't know how to respond to this. And, oh, no, now she's being eaten by zombies. But she's still naked. My, I, don't, I don't know what to do. Yep. I don't, I don't know how to process this. That is, uh, I know 100% that is the, that is the most iconic scene for of all of Linnea Quigley's career. Yeah. Um, uh, she has had to say many times at shows, she's like, I'm wearing a flesh colored Merkin. Sure. She's like, it was just applied very well. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, at 12, I was like, I'm not ready to process this. I'm it's, still not. <laughs> like, it's fine to, like, that's what it was. It still does not present that way no. on screen and in viewing. And I, I think well, especially because that... before she talked, because they all talk about the ways they're afraid to die. Yeah. And she's like, I have this same night because she's like this monotone goth chick, punk chick. I have the same nightmare every time. I'm lying there naked and I'm being ravished to death by disgusting naked old men. And that's what happens to her, except they're zombies and they eat her. Yep. And her punk boyfriend, I'm an artist. Gotta respect me. What was his... coming off his nose yep. and shit? What was Sorry. her name? What was uh, the, her character's name? Someone in the chat. Trash. Tra- trash or tricks? I think it was trash. I think it's trash. Trash. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, they all had nicknames as written by people that didn't know the punk movement but wanted to. Sure. And it Same was with the Warriors. Like the, and like those two are the only real punks in that car. Oh, yeah, there's a preppy, there's a valley girl. Yeah, the rest of the car was full of the their, breakfast club. Their buddy who's working is clearly the jock. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, shoot, I'll be right back, so bam. But, yeah, it. Um, I think that, uh, what was I going to say about, I, I think that scene, like, I didn't see Return of the Night of the Return of the Living Dead until I think I was in my 30s. And so that scene is still one of those you just kind of go, huh. So I can't imagine what it was like as a 12-year-old to watch that. Yeah. Um, I don't know how old I was the first time I watched it, but definitely grown up. Mm -hmm. Um, There are a lot of the, the classic horror movies that I didn't see until I was an adult and was watching them for the first time on Netflix. Back when you got them one or two or three discs at a time sent to your home. <laughs> Back in my day, Netflix used to come in the mail. <laughs> Once a year, I still okay, get the Grandma. reminder email to cancel my Netflix DVD uh, subscription. And I always intend to. But for some reason, I never do because I still have a DVD copy of White God that I will watch <laughs> at some point. Uh, but I I only find it when I move. And then it's like, oh, that's right. I've got to watch that. It's a shame that all of my stuff is packed up. Yep. And, uh, yep. and then um, I know that I could just end up, you know, buying out the copy because they include that. It's like, we notice you also have had White God out for seven years. <laughs> Perhaps you'd like to pay the $10 fee to restock it, it and then just keep it. And I'm all like, I should send it back. 
<laughs> like somebody's probably waiting for that one. How which, many which dollars? White God. I have not yet watched it. I have been paying $7 a month for my Netflix DVD subscription for uh, about seven years. And I have not yet gone around to watching it. So essentially, so far, you've paid $50 to have White God and not watch it. No, no, no. Uh, $50 a year for seven years. <laughs> Do you know if they have other copies of it? Probably. I, I See, imagine I mean, that's so. not the only one. I'm going to say if it was the only one, I'd be good for you because that's just a, that's a yearly spike payment. And that's, I approve of that. Yeah. No, it's, I, I get a little bit of the executive dysfunction uh, where um, there will be some essential task, paying a bill, for example, that requires that I call a phone tree and I just hate how slowly it reads it off. So unless I have something to amuse me while I'm listening to the phone tree, I have a hard time focusing enough to um, make the phone call and pay it. So I'm, I am just perpetually a month behind on my electric bill because I hate to make the phone call. And I recognize that it's a problem. And it's got an easy solution. I just have to make the phone call. but Or set up auto pay or something. I don't know. I, there are many solutions, and I'm not going to take any of them. <laughs> don't know anything about that. No. Uh, I've taken it because I'm getting a lot more spam calls. Mm -hmm. Even more now that we own the house. Mm -hmm. And we had to we use Angie's list because we're getting our roof worked on this week. Well, that opens you up to every freaking contractor or fly-by-night. We would like to buy your home. Oh, Jesus. Um, now I just mess with them. <laughs> um, like, I'll use, like, a really bad accent that's from, like, no discernible country. Or I'll be really bored and, like, please don't hang out. I'm so lonely. Um, <laughs> uh, one person, I did get them on the hook. They were They were excited because I was, like, yeah, I think I could sell my home. I just got it. And like all around and around, he's like, so, you know, we're willing to offer you this. And I was like, oh, no, I thought I got to, I, I asked him like for two million. <laughs> and he's like, we, we, we can't, we can't pay that. And I was like, well, I mean, what's the point then? I mean, you got to let Papa wet his beak a little bit because I got to buy a new house too because you're going to. I have to move out of the one if you buy mine. And I've got an upstairs neighbor who rents from us and stuff like you, know, you got to make it worth my while. Well, but the market, I was like, I'm just saying, that's my offer. And the guy's like, sir, were you, have you ever intended to take our offer? I was like, no, no. <laughs> not at all. I... I was like, but to the supervisor who's listening on this phone, he tried really hard. I'm just a dick. Uh, my, my brain it's got stuck. Um, I guess I'm kind of surprised that at any point they were like, they called your bluff. The, the guy offering to buy the house. Yeah, to be like, were you ever going to do any of this? Or you... I well, I let him on a bit more because it was always like, well, let's let's talk reasonable. I'm like, all right, we'll talk reasonable, and it never got. It always went to me like, yeah, mm. two million. And he eventually was like, were you ever going to? No, Aww. no, not at all. No. Part of me is like, you, you really ruined that person's day. 
Um, like, you know, he's just trying to do his stupid, shitty job. If he ever yeah. met you at $2 million, he probably would have actually considered it. He just wasn't willing to oh, meet you where you were. I already told Jan, I said, whenever I play this prank, she says, if they offer $2 million, you take it. I'm like, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. There's a house just up the street we can buy for, like, not even half that, and our neighbor would still have a place to live. Nice. Yeah. Um. You can look at it as you've ruined someone day, someone's day, or you have given them the fuel that they needed to realize that although they may need a job mm-hmm. to survive, maybe working for a predatory agency That's true. is not the job that they should be working for. That's the other side <clears throat> of that coin. They've ruined yeah. the housing market, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. ruining somebody's day. It's a fair well, that individual didn't. They probably yeah. work minimum no. wage and have a you know monster human being of a boss. But the sure. only way to get them to start going, oh, maybe if I wasn't part of the problem, I could be part of the solution, is to go, hey, you're. I'm going to waste your time. Right. First, you have to realize you're part of the problem. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes it takes a customer to go, you know, you're part of the problem, right? <laughs> I did blatantly rip off a George Carlin bit once for someone who kept getting the wrong number. <laughs> First of call, and I was like, hello? Hey, is, uh, is Michelle there? No, you got, you got the number. Two minutes goes by. I'm very sorry. Two minutes goes by. I'm like, that's the same damn number. Hello? I'm sorry. Is Michelle there? I was like, no, you still have the wrong number. Oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so sorry. Three to five more minutes. Same number. I'm like, son of a... Hello? I know this is the right number. Is Michelle there? Michelle. I'm sorry, this is Officer Patrick with the Portland Police Bureau. Michelle was found dead this morning in a ditch. Can I get your name, madam? Oh, I'm like, I'm just fucking with you. It's a wrong number again. <laughs> Did they call back? No. Good. That That was... Like willful ignorance. I don't have any. I don't. I, I, I have no. I know. I don't. No know mixed you... feelings there. Nope. Especially with modern phones, you can see the number. You can you see the. You have to know. Like this is the third time you've called this number. Are you sure? So. Assuming they were calling uh, yeah. from a cell phone. Norm said you can always give out the Rick Roll number. <laughs> I saw someone that um, had a "How's my driving" bumper sticker. And scan this QR code to report me to my boss, and it just goes to Rick Astley videos. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else. I mean, I started something goofy on the my Patreon today. Well, let's talk about that. I'm going to do the twelve magic items of the holidays because we're going to. By the time I'm done, it'll be Christmas Day. Sure. So I'm actually going through Wizards, the open game license for 5th edition. I'm not using the DM's Guild rules. I'm using the ones if you want to do it privately. And today's magical item was a 39 and a half foot pole. (laughs) From the Grinch song. Right, right. Yep. Operates as a normal pole alarm in melee, but it can also make a ranged attack within 30 feet. And if it hits, it does 1d6 plus 2 damage and pushes you back 5 feet for every point of damage you inflicted on it. It's a DC save to resist the push. 
I wrote something cheesy too, like this weird busted wooden pole was once used by a joyous town that had to get rid of a nasty goblin that ruined all of their Yule celebrations. <laughs> so um, they're not going to be like traditional things. Like, I'm going to grab like weird stuff Good. from pop culture or little like lesser known like mythology aspects and stuff and just go with that. Bag of holding from which you can get a number of tree grown hard shell fruit uh, via <laughs> the nutsacker. So what I actually what I act the nutsacker says that was good. I can't use tannin bombs because that's too easy. There was there was a burlesque uh, show up in Seattle a few years back that marketed itself as the butt cracker. And that's, <laughs> that's fantastic. That's amazing. Yeah. I think one of the things I'm going to have planned is Krampus's sack. Yeah, yeah. But it's not a bag of holding. It's like a reverse. When you reach in the Krampus's sack, you burn out. You pull out one of the burning in hell children and fling them like a, <laughs> like a thrown weapon at your enemies. I always have to reference um, one of my all-time favorite boss battles, possibly the best boss battle any ever committed to a video game. In uh, Dante's Inferno, the fifth circle of hell, you fight a giant Cleopatra who fires unbaptized babies at you from yep. her nipples. She's from her not- nip? That's not where babies come That's from. The, is that the lust level? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a weird game. That's not where babies come from. <laughs> what to do the other way would have been obscene. Oh, uh, right. Uh, we, don't sure. wanna, we don't want to go too far. And when you fight Satan eventually, because of course he's the final boss, Satan, equal time, totally pantsless. That's true. Yep. Yep. That is a thing that was in a video game. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is something I noticed that I... It's so weird. Now that we're just admitting weird shit. When I watch, like, Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit, I'm always like... Okay, at least in Lord of the Rings, they gave the cave troll, like, a loincloth. Mm-hmm. Which they knew they had to do because they tried to make an anatomic neglect and, like, his troll dong was flopping around during the fight scene and they're like, you can't have that. Let's give him a loincloth. It'll be the same physics. Um, but in like the, in the Hobbit, it, I mean, they're just naked trolls, and I'm like, that's just more weird. There's, it's like Ken dolls. Like that's almost more disturbing. And then I just focus on their crotch during the fight scenes. I'm like, it's just so weird. Oh, oh, you see their crotch, but there's nothing there. There's nothing there. Gotcha, gotcha. It's probably like a cloaca situation, or you know, like those like dolphins. How it. You know, mm-hmm. kind of, mm-hmm. I mean, so you'll have to you'll have to imagine the hand gesture. But uh, if you've seen the shape of water, like, yeah, no, uh, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the sound it makes too. Yeah. Yeah. I could ask one of the snakes. I don't know, because it's a makes. really smooth crotch. Like they go out of their way to render it really nicely smooth. And I know because again, it's so weird to me that that's all I stare at. Like not Mr. Not Bilbo, not one of the Fimbly Glimbly Himbly Bimbly or Bob dwarves, you know, or not Gandalf or not the one sexy dwarf that somehow bones an elf. Um, spoilers. Step ladder. I, well, no, that worked. No, no, I mean, because aren't they supposed to hate each other anyway? Well, he might catch something from that. I mean, she's an anti-vaxxer also. Gimli and Legolas yeah. are BFFs. That's true, but they were on the quest of the One Ring. It's not a whole thing. 
What I'm saying is that dongless trolls are highly disturbing to me. Look at it this way. Those trolls who are not covered up are still innocent. And uh, the one that wears a loincloth has eaten from the tree of knowledge. And he's a bad boy. Maybe. Or, now that I think about it, why would they have any form of, like, sexual organs? Because don't trolls just kind of pop out of rocks? That's not how they're kind of I have no idea. I don't think I don't. I'm talking about Tolkien trolls. Maybe they don't breathe. Maybe there's like a set amount where like and they come out of the, the ground in the dirt, which means like because you know they, that's you know how they, you know they eat because they're all I brought your into jelly and eat you. Mm-hmm. Which means they have to get rid of it some way. Which means cloaca. But they're smooth. There's no seam, or it's just well, mouth in, mouth out with them. The cloaca. Oh, like an owl. Yeah, maybe there it is. You know what? We've solved that. Next time I watch The Hobbit, I'm not going to feel any to stare at their crotch anymore. I'm just going to be like, "You're like a slimy owl." That means that that's how you know when Tolkien uh, trolls have been in an area because there are massive troll pellets. (laughs) It's also that's not a decomposing log. That's a that's what that's a troll pellet, like a dwarf. Crack it open. There's bones in there. Maybe it's like one of the uh, situations where you'll go to. uh, a cathedral and see one of the medieval era marble statues and it's just been worn smooth by all the all the people wandering by <laughs> oh yeah or the prudes that chip them away yeah mm. yeah uh norms could've, they could have been balderized or balderized <laughs> nice. uh, norm says the cloaca situation is the name of his all banjo mighty mighty boss tones cover by all right that's a good one okay yeah. Yeah. that's some solid norm from texas there uh, All this Chloeca talk reminds me that I have to feed my snakes tomorrow. Uh, see, Bex, she just watched Troll on Netflix, which I want to watch. She says, no, no, dong. I'm not saying I need to see it, Bex. Also, if these are hairy trolls, I will allow for, like, a decent amount of fur to act as sure. nature's loincloth. Sure. I, I think also, um, if you absolutely, positively need to see Troll Dong, the internet, the internet exists. Need that? <laughs> need that? No, no one. <clears throat> I shouldn't say no one's going to need it because, again, no kink shaming. If that's your thing and you want to see it, the internet exists. Troll dong is probably and out look, there. Everyone at one time has been on Pornhub and has typed in Skyrim porn for Resident Evil porn. You're going to get a variation of that. I'm assuming. <sighs> I mean, if you if you ask a question on the internet, some of the answers are going to be trolls. <laughs> All right, Kevin, get out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually, <laughs> it actually is seven, so I've got to go. Oh, All right, thanks again. Yep. Thank you good. again. And it was good to see you on Saturday yeah. at the unemployment event. That was yep. fun. Yeah. H- Happy Christmas to you, and yeah. however Happy you celebrate, Christmas or whichever holiday you prefer, and. Uh, I'll see you guys. All right. Stay All right. Safe. I'm going to build a haunted mansion again home tonight. The right walk in the background. I am. Uh, this goes on my pile. I, re- I received a Christmas gift from family yesterday that is also Lego. So, yeah. Uh, Christmas Day is now my Lego day. Oh, that makes sense. So, uh, this will be a good one. I, I, I like this. Those three and ones are cool. They really are. 
I am more inclined to build the tiger definitely out of them. Yeah. But the red panda is very tempting, yeah. as is the koi. Yeah. But they're all really nice big. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We scared Kevin away. Kevin said bye. He had to head out. Yeah, no, he had to do his time. Um, I think this is a good time for a break before we get into even more nonsense. We'll be right back. And a break we shall take for these ads I must make. Yeah, nailed it. Uh, (laughs) So dumb. Uh, Yeah, first off, of course, Guardian Games. They have been with us since the very beginning when this was just... A uh, lonely little blog, Guardian Games, has had our back as a sponsor and supporter. Just a quick update. Um, you know, they're still open. Um, it sounds like they're about, things are bad about to happen. Anything you need in a gamer in your life, Guardian Games is going to have it. And if you're doing some last-minute shopping or you feel that crunch time coming, a quick update as to their holiday hours. December 24th, they are open from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. They are, of course, closed on December 25th. On December 31st, their hours are 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Um, and then January 8th, their hours are 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. Not sure what that is, but knowing Guardian Games, that might be like their official uh, employee-only party. They do that every year, and it's really cool. So, uh, And they don't make people go like late into the night to do it. They actually close the store because they care about uh, the people that work for them just like they care about you. Um, you know, more than just a game store, they are a supporter in the community. They do great work. So go in there and show them some love and get some games. And when you're there, thank them for being a sponsor of Geek in the City Radio. Just like Revnat, uh, Revnat's Hard Cider. Uh, there's a few things happening. Um, just like check out his site, uh, to find out more about the holiday speakeasy, which is December 20. Third, I think yes, December twenty third. Uh, it's very rare that he opens his uh, his cider his brew house up anymore because it's no longer a tap room. It's a it's a functioning cidery brew house, whatever, what have you. Um, no kids, no dogs, because again, alcohol will be served, and it's a functioning brewery with all the things that come with that. Uh, so it's dangerous for little two legged or four legged. Uh, I was going to say beasts. You know what I mean? It's dangerous. Um, and you'll see me there. I will be checking IDs at the door as a card carrying, no, I'm not a, whatever. I'll be checking IDs at the door so you can say hi. I'll be there, but I'll be working. So don't like hang out all the time. And uh, also when check out their site, uh, his new, his new cider, uh, winter in Valencia. Just trust me, check it out. Revnat, Revnat's hard cider. Let's get back to the show. You can tell by being putting your headphones back on that we're back. Yay. Hey. Acha, cha, cha. That's a great day to do Legos. It is. It's what I did last. Is that what I did last year? It's last year when I built the extra, made the, the Avenger Tower an extra. F- yeah, it is. I think that is. What's a great day to do Legos? Christmas Day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's nothing to do. Unless you're like my family, in which case we're going to the movies. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't do dick. Like, I. <laughs> It's a it's a Espinosa family tradition. My my family used to do Christmas and Thanksgiving movies, but definitely always Christmas. Mm. When I stopped going home for Christmas, I 
let go of Christmas traditions. Mm. I just oh I yeah, I only do it them. when I go home for Christmas. If I sure. don't go, to, if I don't go to my parents' house, then we don't do that. Actually, come to think of it, the last time we went home for Christmas, might not have done it. Um. I mean, it, it's certainly not something that's in my wheelhouse as far as working in retail. Right. Because yeah. Thanksgiving and Christmas are just days off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So you you really want to just enjoy that time off. I do. And not do things. Good it places. might mean I actually have a three-day weekend. Mm. Maybe. I, like I say that, I, I say maybe because I... All signs point to they may have me come in on Christmas Eve. Because we're only open till like four. Right. But that that's still going to be a, a hellacious shopping day. And I'm management, so <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I used to have the, the <clears throat> same issue, you know, with... It... When you know when it gets to be the end of the year, everyone's like, "Oh, I have too much uh, HSA or FSA money set aside, or I forgot to use my my insurance before the year's up, and you know it resets." So I'm like, I'd, I've, "I'm losing it if I don't use it before the new year comes." Because you know you pay for it all year, you pay for your premium all year, but you only get to use it once. Um, so for all the years that I was working in optical. There, there were like blackout dates, no time off at all permitted. Right. Until, uh, what from pilot, probably from Thanksgiving until a week or two after the new year. Yeah. Old Guardian was, uh, blackout from Thanksgiving through New Year's Day. Mm. Um, it's, we, we would have the same problem in January because then there's all these assholes who are like, my brand new insurance is here. I need to use it right now. Yeah. Yep. Or the ones that have to use it before the year's over. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which I'm grateful for my doctor for knowing about, since she basically pushed through a refill for the next six months of all my meds, knowing nice. I have no copay until January 1st again. Awesome. Mm. And it'll be huge. Mm. Huge. Um, Smart. Yeah. I, I don't know if I adhered any. The traditions I think I adhere to now are like really old ones that like will be lost. And that usually means recipes mm. and stuff like that. Cause no one else in my family does them. They all see me do like, Oh my God, such memories. I would love to do that. And I'm like, would you like the recipe? I have it. No. <laughs> like, all right. Uh, there was a time actually about putting together a little, like a little recipe book of all of our family's recipes mm-hmm. and then compiling with like scanning in family photos and stuff and making like a little, like what, like a five journal size, whatever that is. A f- uh, like, a, like, like five and a half by seven. Yeah. A five. A five. Yeah. Like a little a five cookbook with like family photos and the recipes and take a picture of all of them when they're done. But then I didn't. Because I know that it would just collect dust on every cousin's shelf or whatever. Or right. one of them would wind up giving like a secret family recipe to like some dude down the street. Mm. And that would actually upset me. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to. Um, I think like my mom and stepfather would like to see their kids at Christmas. 
more than anything, but they, I don't think we had a strong sense of tradition. Like we never had outside of, we have a turkey dinner or something like that. We, we get up early in the morning and open presents. There was nothing else that was always set in stone. Mm. And the older I got, the less I cared. Right. Like, I I think in my 20s, I cared more based on whomever I was with. Um, Their level of interest in Christmas was my level of interest in Christmas. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, my ex-wife was very much a, we have a Christmas tree every year. Like, okay, done. I hate Christmas trees, but fine. (laughs) I do put one up every year, but it's not always a real one. I, uh, so our artificial tree was getting really janky. Uh, I think we managed to make it work one year without the lights. It was a prelit also, mm. uh, never buy prelit. That's, that's the lesson. Uh, so that tree has been gotten rid of. And at some, uh, last year we didn't do a tree. I was like, it's been so hectic, busy, or maybe it was the year before there was a year where we skipped the tree altogether. Um, and I said that this year I wanted to get a natural tree. Mm-hmm. I read somewhere that in order for a artificial tree to actually be more ecologically friendly, you need to use that tree for like 25 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I guess if you want to have an artificial tree, you probably should invest in a really good one so that it can actually last you that long. Mm-hmm. A cheap Christmas tree is not going to last you 25 or years. Do what Jen and I did. We found one at a Goodwill. And mm-hmm. it was clearly art. It was like from the early 80s. Wow. Um, and it was we, still like in good shape? Well, it all has, everything's removable. It's not like you take it out and you unfurl it or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like building like a, almost like an erector set. I, that's exactly what I was going to say. Um, that's cool. In fact, but one of the legs on the bottom is actually part of its original box that had been folded, molded, and taped. So it would slide into one of the slots to be one of the legs. Like it's, it's beat up. Mm-hmm. But we did that because... It's that thing that, like, when you're an adult, you want the thing that was utterly forbidden when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. And when we go shopping or whatever, like in the mall in Reno, some of the stores would always have, like, the bright silver tree mm-hmm. or the bright pink one, like the, the different colored ones. And I was always like, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. And my mom would flip the fuck out. So she, I don't know if any of you have ever seen a very Harold and Kumar Christmas. Danny, I have not. Danny Trejo's character, because it's it's Harold is married to a Mexican American woman, and the Perez family all show up for Christmas, and like Harold goes out of the way to make the house look amazing. And there's this weird backstory that like Danny Trejo's Mr. Perez's mother, mm-hmm. the the day they, it's a whole flashback scene. He's like, when I grow up, a little kid in Medellin, it's little, it's like a mini Trejo with a full mustache. <laughs> Every year I pray to Jesus for a Christmas tree. Every year. <laughs> He's like, and every year, I was heartbroken. <laughs> He's like, but then when my mother and I came to America, she said, Mijo, it's going to be hard work, but I promise you this year in the land of opportunity, you will have a Christmas tree. He's like, but then, because Harold's character is Korean, mm. but then on the way home, my mother was jumped by three Korean gangsters in an alley. <laughs> she bled out on the street. I still never got my Christmas tree. Then it comes back and says, so yeah, Harold, I'll tell you, Christmas trees are a big deal. <laughs> so he brings in his own, like, 12-foot Frasier for a second. This is why Jen laughs at me when I, like, 
am really particular about a recipe, she goes, look at the branch distribution. Because uh, branch distribution is important. I know, but he has like, says, look at the branch distribution. And his daughter, she's like, you brought it. And he's like, I've been growing this tree for eight years. It's the part of the Perez family trees. And like, but I'm sorry, I'm fucking up this order. This all starts because when they show up, Harold and his wife have put up like a faux white Christmas tree. Mm, mm-hmm. He's like, what is it? It's a faux Are you celebrating a faux Christmas? A fake baby Jesus? Uh, well, <laughs> well, no. Get it out of here. It's an insult to Christmas. I've always wanted a white Christmas tree. So and this is a long way to go. Like, I always wanted to have one of those. And then when I, and it's only within the last few years or so, I was like, I really want to get one. We have the money. But again, I could Target. Like, even the cheap ones at Target started like $300. And I'm like, I'm not going to spend that on something that I just kind of want to do once to get it out of my system. Um, so, yeah, that's different. Jen found one at a Goodwill. And it was like, a, it was just, it was green colored. Mm-hmm. And so, like, uh, I said, yeah, I mean, she's like, you know, we can just spray paint it. So it is spray painted silver. Mm-hmm. And outside, while we were spray painting it, Jen threw purple glitter all over it. <laughs> like it was a few years ago that, like, we actually did back in the day when they had it or whatever. I think we did Instagram Live mm-hmm. as we're painting and decorating it we, on the on the porch mm-hmm. with like garbage bags everywhere, and we've got mm-hmm. Christmas music playing. And I, I think like Kelly Sue was one of the first live watchers and comments. She just commented like. Are you spray painting a fake Christmas tree silver? And I wrote back, yes, and throwing glitter on it. She's like, awesome. Um, and we take that out every few years. I think a couple years ago we got a real one. Mm-hmm. So every once in a while I'm like, no, I want a real one. And it's a local business. Mm-hmm. There's a local dude. So and like we always support him. Is it right in your neighborhood? Yeah. Because I went to that. That's who I went to this year. Did you get your little stump? Oh, the piece they cut off? Yeah. No, was I supposed to keep that? So if you keep that and take it to Montevilla Brew Works, you get three bucks off a growler fill. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Sorry. Well, I mean, it's like I told everyone, hey, this is what I'm doing so that I could, I don't know, get advice. But that's what I did. Oh, well. I did not realize, I did not know that Christmas trees were so expensive. They've gotten even more expensive, actually. Yes. Right. I, I never, I've never had a natural Christmas tree because my mom, um, I don't know. One year, my mom got when I, when I was super young, got stuck dealing with the natural tree. Like my probably my dad kept not taking it out until it was like really sad and dry and brittle. And right. finally, my mom's and, like, and a fire "Gotta hazard. get, the, gotta get this shit out of here." <clears throat> and it was such an ordeal that she said, "Never again." That is the exact opposite of my mom. There was a time she almost forced my dad because she got a tree. So our mobile home was like, it got taller in the stumpies for grumpies. Yes. Stupid. Anyway, our house, our, the, our house I grew up in was like, you know, it's a double wide. So where it's length in the middle that comes to a point. So it's mm-hmm. much taller. It's like 15 feet taller, mm-hmm. which by the way, means most of our Christmas trees were basically in extended out into the hallway leading to mine and my sister's bedroom. <laughs> um, but one year she found, and it was like the Griswolds, we would go out, you get a tree cutting permit, go out into the middle of the woods, like up to your knees in snow mm-hmm. with like a handsaw, because we didn't own a chainsaw and a hatchet. This is back when we had the Volkswagen bus. Just mm-hmm. perfect for that. Perfect. But my mom would find like, she made my dad climb a tree once because the top of a Douglas fir looked perfect. 
So he had to climb about 15 feet up and cut from there. Oh, but then she's like, make sure it doesn't break anything on the way down. He's like, how? How can I promise you that? She's like, I don't know, but I better not lose any branches. She's a little OCD about that. Because you need good distribution. Of the- on all sides, too. My mom's an all-siders. She'll mm-hmm. have the yes. quote, ugly side, but they're good on all sides. I, I absolutely 100% do not miss any part of this. Any of I, it. I miss it's it's it Cable's turn to be like, I have nothing to add here. It, it really is. Like, I I I want to preface that. I, I want to qualify this, though. If Merrick, if I went home and Merrick looked at me and said, I want a Christmas tree, I would go out and find her a fucking Christmas tree. Period. You go um, to the place in Montevilla and take the stumps, you get a $3. See, there you go. I'll, <laughs> you can bring her back a That is good to know. Mm-hmm. Oh, she'd be all over that. Um, <laughs> Neither one of us are traditionalists about mm-hmm. much of anything, so we don't care. <laughs> like I, I think they're great, but I just I don't I don't need it in my house. Uh, in order to feel festive, right? They definitely take <clears throat> up a lot of space. When I they lived in the spider murder hole, I, I definitely couldn't have a tree in there. As it is, the the I think the place was barely six feet tall. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I had to duck in spots of it. So yeah. Uh, so what I did the year that I lived there for Christmas was I took command hooks, like clear command hooks, and put them all around the the walls and the oh, sort yeah. of like that little like, molded area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I strung lights all around and hung ornaments from the lights. Oh, yeah, that's nice. It was quite magical. Yeah. It was like so, a it was like a really festive nightlight for a whole month. So my mom always we always picked out a tree that was big enough. That like the bottom, I don't know, like six inches to a foot could be cut off and all the branches from that would get reassembled into boughs that would hang from the doors or she would wrap them around like some of the support pillars in our, in our home, stuff like that. Sorry, I, I read <laughs> Bex's note and that was, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I also support that. It's fine. It's good to know that I could talk to Bex's kids and not have to lie to them about Santa. That's, I guess, true. I will. I won't lie to. Never listen. Like, I don't. I don't want to lie to kids about Santa, but I'm also not going to screw with their own traditions. Yeah. Like, I think we go through this every year at Christmas time. It's like, Cable's a Grinch. It's like I'm not. I just don't care. It's different. My, my mom almost cut a hole in our ceiling one time to make a tree fit. Oh my god! Oh my god! That's too much. Telling him, telling my dad, like, put a skylight in because it'll give us an extra foot. And he's like, "I'm not doing that." And she's like, "You don't love your family." And she would oh pull a little fucking bond, and then she'd mellow out and stuff. This was all to lead to the fact that the year I got the fake tree was really exciting. Yes. <laughs> That's good. Uh, I mean, it, it's what you're describing right now does sound kind of bonkers, but I think women especially end up having a lot of pressure to, you know, make it feel like the most wonderful fucking time of the year for your kids and your spouse who probably doesn't help enough. And so there's just, you know, it, it gets away from you. And next thing you know, you're asking your husband to cut a hole in the house. Yeah. She's, there's other reasons. My mom's always been well into all holidays. There's a whole thing on my dad's side that his mom, the woman I never met, she loved Christmas and the whole household would get into it. 
Um, but when she died, that all kind of died with her. And my mom was like, your dad gets really depressed at Christmas. Mm. She's like, and that's why. So that was another sense of her for really to go all out. And he would appreciate it and stuff. But um, yeah. And also, then it became a challenge for how long could she keep the tree alive? <laughs> her record is two weeks into February. Wow. Not not like crunchy. Like it is still fucking green. She would build this. Still nutrient, taking water and. This nutrient concoction to keep it going. One but year I was why? Like, see if she can. Okay. That's fair. Why do you climb a mountain? Because it's there. <laughs> Have we learned nothing from Captain Kirk in okay. Star Trek V? Captain Kirk is climbing the mountain. Why is he climbing the mountain? That's right. Uh, I used to have fun when it was finally time to get rid of it. But it was very dangerous because I lived during the drought in a forest. Um, I was a big fan of even then doing like the pseudo pagan thing. And when it got crispy, I took it out into our DG ditch that's next to the road mm-hmm. and just laying it up and being like, oh, <laughs> my mom, what are you doing? <laughs> And she wondered why you thought, why, and you wonder why she thought you were possessed. She didn't say I was possessed. She thought I was the Antichrist. Those are very different. Yes, I'm sorry. They are different. No, they are. They are. Mm -hmm. She checked you for the marks, right? Yes. She even took me to a priest who got mad at her because the other reason why she brought me in, because just like in the book, The Omen, Damien never cried, never got sick. And the priest was like, Rosa. And the dogs. Oh, yeah. Well, in the movie, it's Rottweilers. For us, it was Dobermans. I had two Dobermans that would watch over me. My mom could literally put me in the blanket, look at the Dobermans and say, watch. And they just... My dad would come home smelling of, like, a beer, and they would charge the door and bark at him until he smelled sober. (laughs) So, yeah, that was... Yeah, I guess that was part of it, too. And she's like... And the priest was like, Rosa, you've got to son that doesn't get sick and doesn't cry a lot you, you should be happy about that and she was like father in the end times <laughs> will you check his scalp for the mark of the beast and she's, and he's like no you didn't give birth to the antichrist <laughs> people wonder why i'm the way i am yeah i don't <laughs> anyway we have another type of like fake tree up this time it's one that has like a See, I've never had one that had the lights already in it. Mm. And like kind of fake decorations. It's almost like it's the whole idea of like we found this tiny little fir tree in the woods and we pulled it out and put it in a pot and we just left the pine cones and the cranberries that don't actually grow on Christmas trees stay on there and it's flocked. Huh. It's not very tall, but it has little little berries. I do like a flocked tree. It's flocked. Mm-hmm. Um, so I keep the smell. Well, I used to hang by those little sticks that smelled like pine or fir, mm-hmm. but now I just made my own candle that's literally called Christmas Hearth, and I set it behind mm. the tree with a little t- with a, right by the vent, so it's just always oh, good. Nice. Yeah. Good. Next to my animatronic Frankenstein with reindeer antlers on. I am a little disappointed. The tree I got is not making my house smell like tree very much at all. Mm. That's that's part of, that's one of the big appeals to me, is yeah. the smell of an evergreen in your house. You want a candle? Yes, please. That's, that's I'm only making sense. like 20 in the next <laughs> today and tomorrow. So what's one more? Sure. <laughs> you mean you weren't already going to make me one? You were getting a different one. Oh, okay. But now you're getting a specialized one. You'll probably get one that's Alpine Blossom. Ooh, that sounds lovely. Or Alpine uh, Balsam. Also lovely. Yeah. Even nice. more lovely. I love Balsam. Yeah, there you go. 
a little splash of Palo Santo and maybe some coffee in there for you. Mm. Or whiskey. No, no, Palo Santo. A little bit of whiskey in it? Okay, yeah. Custom I, candles. Woo. Uh, yeah. No, Jen created a monster when she bought me that kit when I was like, that looks fun to make candles. My little beginner's kit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not quite up there with how much I put into home brewing, but it will be. Sure. It's it's right up there with like how you like to make cocktails. Anyone who anyone who's seeing you make a drink knows that probably shouldn't give you anything having to do with aromatics. I love to mix flavors <laughs> and aromas. It's wonderful. This is an extension of your gaming life. This is your opportunity <laughs> to be a wizard or a tavern owner or an apoth. Yeah, no, or or both. Okay, well, literally until this Christmas, all of my candles are named after elements of Ravenloft. I'm shocked. Yeah. Shocked at this. Von Richten's Library, Vistani Cavern, Dinner with Strahd. Yep. House on Griffin Hill. Shocked all of it. face. Which reminds me, if I start making them really pretty, I might hit up the owner and be like, hey, you want to sell some custom candles that are gaming themed? All I want to do is break even to let me buy more candle supplies. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I've been talking a lot. What are you guys doing? <laughs> I don't know, man. Work. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's everything. Publishing shuts down. Right. Sure. So you've got all this. First week of January, so I'm like, I'm. Whereas for me, uh, you know, again, family. So, like, everything is ramped up now. You got to make them come visit you some year. No, no, I mean, no, no, no. I mean, I mean, at work. Oh yeah. Oh, I bet you. I work for a family, and Christmas is a busy, hectic time, especially if you have a family, and so now. And it is, do, it is do, my busy they hectic do hell time of too. tree decorating from what yes. I remember. Yes, <laughs> typically there are three trees. Good for them. They're all different. They're all different. Okay. Well, one day sure. I'm going to do an inverted tree. Oh, like a ceiling tree? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What or, is that? Or, or a portal. Polish? Was that a Polish is tradition? Oh, I don't know. There's also the portal tree that people have done. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty cool. So it's the half on the ceiling, half mm-hmm. on the floor. I mean, eventually, if I use them all, I need a dedicated Star Trek ornament tree. The traditional tree, and then spooky tree. And right now, it's just spooky tree. With spooky ornaments. And, huh. Kr- and Krampus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, that reminds me. Uh, people were talking in the chat earlier about different uh, Christmas horror movies. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Violent Night, which you talked about recently. I want to see it. I haven't. Oh, you haven't yet. Yeah. yeah. David Harbour as Die Hard Santa. I don't think that I knew that that was a thing until we went to the movies recently. What the hell did we go watch? Silent Night, Deadly Night? No, it was... I don't know. It was good. I just don't remember what it was. Anyway, we saw a trailer for the David Harbour... um, Deadly right. Night movie and just kind of sat there going. Oh, uh, you saw Rare Exports. No, we didn't. Did you see it? You I saw, saw it. Rare Exports, which, which is what opened up the conversation to other... Yeah. I guess it's technically a Christmas movie and then it takes place during the Yule season in Norway with 
fucked mm-hmm. up Santas. God damn um, it, what did we watch? What came out in the theater recently that was... Oh, no, we went and saw uh, Wakanda Forever. Not, not a Christmas movie. Not a Christmas movie. Uh, if you get a chance, that came out a few years ago, the, the movie Krampus is really good. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen it yet. It's really good. And you, you get about halfway through and realize, oh, no, this is also like a horror movie that's telling a broken family drama story. And, it, and Krampus is like the mechanism to get it going. Oh, yeah. Uh, Krampus is also directed by the same director of uh, Trick or Treat. Trick or Treat, yeah. I think it was his follow-up film. He's made four films ever. Because I think, was he an effects guy first? So I, he works for Brian Singer on Brian Singer movies. Right. Um, in a lot of the background and effects or... or uh, Michael Dougherty, that's his name. Yeah. Um, which is, like, suddenly explains most of the cast of Trick or Treat. It's like, oh, that's why you had Anna Paquin and um, not Brian Dennehy. Oh, shit. Oh, never mind. The other guy. Yeah, um, I don't remember. Yeah. But, the, like, it's like, why did you do It's like, oh, because you met them on X-Men. Okay, that makes more sense. Right. Ah. You worked with them on, on X2, specifically. And then... Like oh, they, he directed Godzilla, King of Monsters. Yes, he did. And also wrote it. And he wrote Kong versus Godzilla. Mm-hmm. But he's directed like four films. Ever. Four, uh, four features. Four, three features. Three features. And then four shorts. Yeah. One of them being the the trick or, the animated short that gave us Trick or Treat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bought the um, Blu-ray special edition from Shout Factory this year, and we watched that close to... I think we watched that on Halloween and uh, watched all the special features behind it. It's like, oh, Mm -hmm. this is weird. (laughs) Had no idea about so much of it. Season's Greetings? What? Is it called Season's Greetings? I think I found it. What? Is what called? The animated short. Oh. Maybe. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> the boy who put the trick in Trick or Treat confronts the boogeyman thief. <laughs> Michael Dougherty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. cool. Okay. This is all true. This is all true. And if you get a choice, white, watch Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yes. The Hollywood used to auction off. They, they would have a 35 millimeter print of it. Mm-hmm. And the Hollywood used to always auction off a signed hatchet at the end of every Silent Night, <laughs> Deadly Night showing. Um, but eventually, I think the city was like, you, you can't keep giving away a hatchet to a place where you sell beer and they're getting rowdy. <laughs> it's like, how dare you? That's the only time you'll uh, axe throwing. Axe throwing happens at, at beer establishments. That's true. So that take is that. very true. Technically, hatchet axes are dual headed. Right. Excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't name it. I've been wanting a hatchet lately. I mean, everyone should have like a, a big one and a hammer, like a good hand. I think as I watch too many like like those YouTube videos of people just hitting things with a hatchet and a hammer, I'm like, I'm gonna do that. I want to get a bunch of like log rounds in my side yard and just start wailing on them. 
Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All I have is a machete. Well, I have one of those. Every brown person has one of those. It's not it's not the same. No. Do you keep yours tucked under the mattress or um <laughs> no. The you know how mattresses have kind of rounded corners? Yes. But bed frames are nice and square. Right. So there's a little triangle of dead space right above where my head is. Uh, you know, the little gap between the mattress yeah. and the bed frame. That's where it lives. But it doesn't hang there, right? No. It's right. in a it's in a like a fabric-y sheath oh, okay. guy. I'm trying to imagine you sleeping under the machete of Damocles. <laughs> <laughs> no, that seems dumb. It does. No, no, no. It's basically like, you know, if I was sleeping, it'd be right here. That's good. Now I have the Rocky Horror Picture song. The sword of Damocles is hanging over my head. That ain't no crime. Yeah. Those kinds of reminds me, it's this art thing. I thought it was real, but it was an art installation. This guy had built this like bedside table that it sat like at an angle, but then the, like on the bottom, but then the table up top was offset. So it kind of looked like a, like a slight Z formation. Mm-hmm. What it actually was, was a bat and a shield. So you could take the top off and it was a shield and then take the Mm, leg and it was mm -hmm. a bat. And I was like, that's fucking cool. It was not real. Just like that coolest of Think Geek tricks when April Fools, they did the, they did the uh, fucking um, warp core white noise machine. I was so excited. And I was like, that's, you made this stupid tauntaun sleeping bag real yeah they they started getting very specific about what april fool's jokes they were going to do because it's like if if we get this wrong everyone's going to want it and we're going to have to figure out how to make it Mm. right i guess that's true yeah um i don't know that i've ever seen silent night deadly night i know i haven't um it's very exploitive 80s with everything you would expect from a slasher mid eighties movie. It is definitely a movie that's now on my radar. Uh, this is an unsolicited shout out. Um, the podcast, this may hurt a bit um, where uh, uh, James Strayer and John C. Myers, they go through and review horror series. Oh, okay. So they'll like they started the show by doing all of Friday the Thirteenth. Hence, this may hurt a bit. Is you get to that point in any of these horror series where it's like, okay, now this hurts. This hurts to watch now. I Um, I can't want to do. Um, They for the holidays they are doing Silent Night, Deadly Night. They're up to number four. (laughs) I'm just looking it up, and I have to watch this Silent Night, Deadly Night four. Definitely a Christmas movie about a woman being initiated into a witch's coven and greased up by Clint Howard. That sold me. Okay, greased done. up by Clint Howard. Greased yep. up by Clint Howard. Yeah. That sold me. Okay. Silent Night, Deadly Night 3, better watch out. Twin Peaks actors merge with the SNDN franchise to hunt down Bill Mosley as oh, no. our new zombie Ricky. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> I wonder how many these are on Shudder. Check it out. That's a good question. But yeah, so far they've done um, Friday the 13th, Phantasm, um, Final Destination, and now Silent Night, Deadly Night. I actually ran into uh, James uh, at... uh... Sorry, I I keep stalling because I'm used to just calling him Jim. (laughs) Um, But the podcast, his name is James. So Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, 
trying to respect, but I ran into him, uh, I think the day at HP uh, Lovecraft where y'all were doing other things and I was flying solo. Ah, yes. Oh, okay. So, so we got to catch up and that was fun. The it, remake of Black Christmas is not that good. Not that the original one is that good either. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Still check it out. Is that the the 2019? Mm. Yeah, I got three. I got I three think, hits. So. Yeah, I think the original was like 86 or something like that. I okay. feel like I saw this one. Right? What's mm-hmm. what's the plot? Killer. Is this the one that actually has like a like a believe women kind of a sub uh, sub? The twenty nineteen one definitely works at that. Yeah. Okay. Oh um, yeah, that one. I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I've ever seen either one of them. Always remember, Gremlins is a classic Christmas horror movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, which I absolutely adore. Yeah, there aren't as many like fun ones. No, I, some I, of them try too hard. Like I'm really try hard. No, I. Uh, that's why I, what what I liked so much about um, rare exports. Uh, objectively, like if you had told me the plot of that movie or like given me like a summary, mm-hmm. I would be like, ah, that sounds cheesy. I'm not. I'm not down for that. I'm gonna hate it, or at least like just like not appreciate it. Right? It's not gonna be something that I appreciate. But it has a lot of fun. They, they don't take themselves too seriously. No. But it is still well done. The kid, the the lead character is is really what makes it such a such a joy to watch. Right. It's a lot of fun. There's always the the short dead snow that doesn't take place mm-hmm. during Christmas. That's the zombie Nazis. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I haven't seen that. Yeah. Yeah, I think I've kind of fallen on if I need holiday movies for the Christmas holiday, then it's it's definitely Batman Returns and oh, yeah. and Krampus, maybe Elf. I'm one of the few people that just didn't get into Elf. I I only saw it for the first time like two years ago, so I'm I'm a latecomer to a lot of Will Ferrell movies because he's just too much for me as a comedian he is a lot like i get what he does but it is uncomfortable a lot of times I mean, I, see and i'm the other way around i've been i you know i've been enjoying him since saturday night live and so after a certain point i was like i don't need any more new will ferrell content yeah, that, sure. that is there's nothing left stop stop trying uh, mm-hmm. that being said if you have apple plus i would recommend spirited the movie with him and Ryan Reynolds. Okay. It's like a retelling of A Christmas Carol. It's legit charming. Like, way more charming than that. I mean, I knew, all right, Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds were going to get some good one-liners and, like, sure. physical comedy. Um, I didn't expect it to be as, like, as charming and smart, too. Like, a smarter movie than I was expecting. Um, and the songs are catchy. It's also musical, so be ready. I think Whereas characters seen... like, no, 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 no. Oh. Gonna do the song, you know. I thought you were gonna say, and this was wrong because it's not an Apple Plus show, but I thought you were gonna say, um, Secession. Like, that's not a holiday show, no, no, spirited. Do watch that though, that's a good show, yeah. 
Well, what, I mean, should we wrap it up? Yeah, I think so because, like, again, it's Tuesday and it's already been a week. Yeah. Um, yeah. and next week we have a huge show and we're going to be on the air a lot. Mm-hmm. Why is our show so big next because week? Because next week we are going to have Kelly Sue DeConnick on live. Well, she's going to call in. Yes. Uh, but live to talk about the third and final Wonder Woman Historia? Uh, potentially. The, the, the long goal For is now. three volumes. Right, long goal is three volumes. But yeah. this is the, the final installment of the existing volume. Yes. And maybe a guest to join her, but I don't want to say who because they have not 100% confirmed. But if we do, it'd be fucking righteous. That'll be a heck of a show. Uh, mm-hmm. We probably don't have to say a damn thing. We can just set back just let them talk yeah probably yeah. <laughs> merry christmas to us yeah the show where we don't work yeah <laughs> so get excited nerds yeah it's gonna be a good time yeah tell your friends share the show all that good stuff but uh yeah with that i'm aaron duran i'm Rita. and i'm cable ash johnny i don't have it toasty um <laughs> stupid Thanks again to Kevin. Yes, thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Kevin.